It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand, and school's in session for many of you, and some of you, you're looking back at those vacation memories, those last times when you went to summer camp this summer, you had vacation with the family, and with us here this week to kick off show number 156. For the week of August 25th, 2016, we're going back to those camp days with heavyweights, we're going to take to the ice with some organized sports with the Mighty Ducks, we're also going to have a little bit of gossiping and even going off and to the galaxy with a few guardians because we have none other than Aaron Schwartz stopping in here at the show. Yes, Aaron Schwartz, who you may know from the Mighty Ducks as Carp. He was also in the Disney live-action classic Heavyweights as well as Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 that is slated to come out next year. And Aaron's going to be stopping in talking about a variety of different things. How he got started in this business, working on such live-action classics like the Mighty Ducks and Heavyweights, as well as what it's like to be on the big-budget Hollywood Marvel film of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, what he's currently working on, and does he ever connect back up with many of the Ducks or his fellow castmates from many of his previous movies. In addition, no show would be complete without the D-Team. That's right, you have the questions and he has the answers, and Aaron is going to answer all your questions and I want to know. We have Nathan, who's putting on the white gloves, dusting off the books, going into the library, and telling you just what happened this week in Disney history. We have Cody, who's taking that stroll down the Hollywood Walk with a little bit more about our very special guest here this week, the one and only Erin Schwartz. And let's not forget Paige, who's going to have some magic for your ears as she's going to delve deep into the magical music review for you this week. There is tons of news hot off the D-Wire. From the Hollywood Studios, the Magic Kingdom, as well as the Walt Disney World Resort, Disney Channel, Disney DVDs, even River Country. So before I jump into everything here this week, we kick off this week's show. I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Mickey's Travel. And Mickey's Travel is 100% no-fee free agency. They're going to help you plan, book, and prepare and make the most magical vacation that you could possibly have for your loved ones, your family, and more, and make it magical, make it special, and also make it easy. From dining reservations, resort reservations, they're going to help you make it the most magical vacation that you could possibly have. They've been in business since 1994. They're knowledgeable, they're experts, and just by mentioning that you heard about them here at Diz Radio, they are going to hook you up. Yes, with lanyards, autograph books, and so much more, they're going to take care of you, hook you up, and even make it more magical with these extra goodies just by mentioning that you heard about them here at Diz Radio. So definitely check them out, mickeystravel.com the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you D-Heads, with that said, school is back in session for many of you, and you're looking back upon this summer. There was lots of fun things going on, from summer camp, vacations, times with your families. So let's just jump into this week's show, show number 156, for the week of August 25th, 2016. How else? By seeing how the country bears celebrated their summer. Be right back, all of you D-Heads. If you've just been wishing I'd go in fishing and you're still on the shore, 
Grab your camping gear and meet us right here. We've got all kinds of fun in store. It's time for a vacation, for some rest and relaxation. Get your cares and join us bears in the great outdoors. Ain't nothing like the great outdoors to ease your soul. Ain't nothing like the great outdoors to keep you from growing old. If your mind's been hazy and you're feeling lazy and down on all fours, then join us bears and suck up some air in the great outdoors. Welcome to the Country Bear Vacation Holdout. Got up my old camp t-shirt. Still fits, kind of, and I'm raring to go. How about you, boys? Just lead the way, Henry. All right. Melvin. Wake up! The way you're always hibernating, you must be part bear. Oh, heck, I'm only part moose as it is. Here we go! Us bears, we do love nature and tramping through the woods. Us bears, we do love fishing every hour if we could. Us bears, we do love singing in country harmony. And if y'all won't join us, we'll chase you up a tree. Now that's real country, boy. From the everyday world, there is a place, a place where big... Congratulations, Mr. Sims, you're the fattest boy in camp. ...is beautiful. Chipmunks, download! And thin isn't it. This is definitely not sanitary. For Jerry and his friends, it was a dream come true. Until the new owner... That is out of here, mister! Oh, no. Turned it into a nightmare. Lunch has been canceled today due to lack of hustle. Now, after six weeks of frustration... Then we're going to climb that 1,000-foot rock face over there. Starvation. There isn't a gummy bear left in this entire camp. And humiliation. Nice swing, you fat tubbo. Everyone having fun? Jerry's out to do something far more important than lose a few pounds. I have a plan. He's out to gain respect. What is going on? You can't kidnap the owner of a camp. Welcome to the annual Apache Relay. We're as good as anybody. And it's about time we started acting that way. Take him down, Cappy. Walt Disney Pictures presents a comedy for every kid. Tell me the artist and title, please. Uh, share? Da Vinci's Mona Lisa. Tired of taking it. I'm so slow. It would have been cool to go fast. And ready to dish it out. Heavyweights. Hey everybody, this is Aaron Schwartz from Mighty Ducks, Heavyweights, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Blessed, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. They've been laughing since I can remember, but they're not gonna laugh anymore. No more Maxi the Geek, no more Goof of the Week like before. No more Algebra Test till September. No more looking at losers like him. No more having to cheat. No more mystery me. No more Jim. No more Jim. No more Jim. No more Jim. Gonna move to the mall. Gonna live in the pool. Gonna talk to Roxanne and not feel like a fool. Cause I'm 
time I've been losing Finding the right thing to say But things will be going my way After today She looked right through me And who could blame her? I need a new me Plus some positive proof That I'm not just a goof And after today an hour, and when this is ended, I'll either be famous, or you'll be suspended, just think of all the time I've been losing, waiting until I can say, gonna be on my own, kiss the parents goodbye, gonna party from now till the end of July, things will be going my way, after today, I wish that This was the day after today. It's Disney Blues. Disney on demand. Ooh, I thought you were dead. With your host, Jonathan Johnson. What? My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the planet. Boop, beep, 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 boop, boop. Was this baby? We'll never be alone. You just tell the man you want to go back to your mother. All right, all of you D-heads, so I am back. I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 156 for the week of August 25th, 2016, as we are gearing up for none other than Aaron Schwartz stopping in here at the show. Yes, Aaron from Heavyweights, Gossip Girl, The Mighty Ducks, the upcoming Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, and so much more. Aaron is going to be stopping in here and chatting with us here at the show. We also have the D-team of Aaron, Nathan, Cody, and Paige, and all kinds of fun things on the horizon. So before I jump into news hot off the D-wire, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show first and foremost. And you can always start by doing that by visiting our official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news feeds, our Lifetime of Disney player, and more right there on our official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com. You can also stay connected with us all over the social media outlets. Yes, it is that easy. Go to Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can also join our D-Wire Disney Discussion Group on Facebook as well. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. All you got to do is search Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, or Disney On Demand, all of which are going to help you find our fun, magical, quirky little show. And if you want to stay connected instantly on your mobile device, your iPhone, your Android, your tablet, and more, All you have to do is go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio and subscribe right there. It is that easy. All you have to do is look up Disney Blue, Diz Radio, or Disney On Demand. Hit subscribe and you can get the latest shows as they get released instantly on your device to listen to. Enjoy it while you're cutting the grass, working out, hanging out with the family, in that commute to work. All you got to do is subscribe and get the latest shows right there on your devices. And remember, you can find all of those links and more on our official website at DizRadio.com. DIZRadio.com. So, all of you D-Eds, that is out of the way. Now you know how to stay connected. Now let's jump into that news hot off the G-Wire. And how about the ultimate guide to pumpkin carving at Template Haven with all new 
free Disney templates. Yes, Halloween is coming up not too long from now. I mean, it is, you know, October and we're not even in September, but it's never too early to be thinking about all of these pumpkin carvings and more. Now, believed to stretch back well over a hundred years, the art of pumpkin carving or creating the jack-o'-lanterns is a time-honored tradition during Halloween, as we all know, and I love Halloween. Just look back at our not-so-scary Halloween celebrations here at the show. Now, typically seen as simple faces, now many people use templates, they get really creative and really in-depth. Now, taking the spirit of the holiday to an all-new level, TemplateHaven.com is releasing a new set of popular designs to help people carve their pumpkins into all-new varieties of Halloween designs. Now, normally, TemplateHaven.com is a proud provider of free Excel templates and wants to give people the opportunity to make their favorite Halloween characters this year. Now, there are a variety of new ones that they are going to have, like Frozen's Elsa, Darth Vader, even video game characters like Mario and Mickey Mouse and more. Now, as they have officially released, they said these new release brings together some of the most popular figures from Disney, video games, and superhero movies that anybody can use to carve their pumpkins over the course of this Halloween season. Now, the new release, like I said, has a lot of great characters, a lot of great things, and all you got to do is check it out at TemplateHaven.com. Just search their free pumpkin templates, and now you can start thinking of Halloween, thinking of Mickey, thinking about how to get your carve on for this Halloween. Now, moving aside here, let's get into the Disney Springs. Yes, Downtown Disney formerly and Planet Hollywood. Now, Planet Hollywood is officially joining forces with Celebrity Chef Guy for the Planet Hollywood Observatory opening this fall at Disney Springs. Now, Planet Hollywood, one of the restaurant destinations in Disney Springs, is celebrating the entertainment industry, announced that its dynamic chef restaurateur and television personality, Guy, is going to introduce a flavor-packed burger and sandwich menu as part of their larger menu offerings for the transformed Orlando flagship location set to reopen this fall as the Planet Hollywood Observatory at Disney Springs. Now, repeatedly at the forefront of the industry trends, Robert Earl, the entrepreneur and restaurateur and the star of the cooking channel's Robert Earl's Be My Guest, reached out to Fieri because he said they shared a passion for food. In addition, the section designed for him at Planet Hollywood Observatory will soon reveal some entirely new menu offerings with a wide variety of bold flavors. Now, as Robert Earl, the chairman and founder of Planet Hollywood International has said, Guy has created an impressive culinary empire and has built an incredible TV following with several food-themed shows, so it was a no-brainer to invite him to create a special menu just for the Planet Hollywood Observatory. This partnership only furthers our commitment to refresh our guest experience while continuing to offer freshly prepared, pleasing dishes. Now, opening this fall, the Planet Hollywood Observatory is centrally located and will overlook the heart of Disney Springs with the newly expanded outdoor terrace and bar. Now, within the sophisticated entertainment emporium, patrons of all ages will be invited to dine among the stars, as they're putting it through a distinctive indoor and outdoor bar and lounge options, with an imaginative new merchandise line and a host of all-star celebrity collaborations. Now, the new dining options will highlight Planet Hollywood's timeless classics and also introduce Guy's updated creations. Now, the curated beverage program will also feature a variety of milkshakes, smoothies, wines, bottled and draft beers, as well as cocktails served in specialty glassware to cater to the needs of all guests from all ages with groups with small children all the way to adults and seniors. Now, the exterior will be reminiscent of the turn-of-the-century observatory with a modern design aesthetic, while the interior's refurbished upholstery as well as the planet-shaped lighting fixtures are going to be stylish and entirely different. Now, we all know the heyday 
of Planet Hollywood. Back when it was all about celebrity, Hollywood, movies, and whatnot, this is a good way to keep it going, keep it pretty much in the, I guess, in the forefront of a new trend, and now it is coming to Disney Springs this fall with an all-new restaurant menu with Guy Fieri. Now, since we are talking about trends and new things, how about Walt Disney's Fantasia inspired a virtual reality interactive adventure that is voiced by the star of Lord of the Rings, John Rhys Davey. Yes, La Paris is an interactive virtual reality fantasy adventure, and it's a visual masterpiece that is being inspired by Walt Disney's Fantasia. Now, Interspace VR worked with a ballet dancer with a state-of-the-art motion capture facilities to create the Guardian Spirit. Now, La Paris was as well as the other magical creatures that you're going to encounter on this journey is going to have a result that is going to be an effect that is going to top no other virtual reality that you've ever experienced. Now, there is a lot of great things with this. They're not releasing too much other than a visual trailer, and I'm not going to sit here to describe the trailer, but it is a virtual reality game based around and inspired by Walt Disney's Fantasia. We're in a world with mystical fairies and poppies and trolls and elves, and now they figured why not have John Rhys Davies to voice the Freebird, whose credits include Indiana Jones and The Lord of the Rings, and they figured it was a no-brainer to have him narrate this game. Now, like I said, there's not too much about it other than a link to a video. And if you do want to see the video for this and him recording it, as well as what this virtual reality game is going to offer, you can visit innerspacevr.com or you can also search for it on our official website at disradio.com. Getting to the small screen here, let's get into something in the holiday season. Yes, I know Christmas is kind of a few months away in December and whatnot, but just in time for the holidays is the Magic Kingdom of Avalar coming to DVD. Yes, Avalor is coming to DVD. Now, Disney's newest princess is coming to the release with Elena of Avalor ready to rule just in time for the holidays. Now you can join Elena as she learns about being a princess who will one day become a queen and rule her kingdom. Now, she's saved her kingdom from the evil sorceress who is trying to destroy Avalor, but it was the easy part. Now Elena's journey leads her to understanding her new role, that it requires thoughtfulness, resilience, compassion, and traits of all the truly great leaders. Now this DVD is getting released on December 6th, and it is jam-packed with all kinds of new characters to cherish, and many others, as it is officially titled Elena of Avalor, Ready to Rule. Now this is a fantastic series, everybody loves it, we've had Carlos Alizraki here on Disney On Demand, talking about he, how he's doing voices for this series as well. Now, it does offer an all-star cast that many people are aware of, from Amy Sierra from Young and Hungry. We also have Jenny Ortega from Stuck in the Middle, as well as Chris Parnell, Julia Vera, Keith Ferguson, as well as Joe Nunes, Joseph Haro, and Carlos Alzraki, among others. Now, the episode list is listed as the first day of Rule, Model Sister, All Heated Up, and Island of Youth. Now, in addition to this, you're also going to get a free exclusive projecting scepter just in time for the holidays. Now, it wouldn't be like Disney and Disney Junior to have a release without a little bit of something that's free for you here. Something a little bit to add to your magic, add to your holiday season, and add a little bit of free things. So now you get all four full episodes as well as a free exclusive projecting scepter. And now, as I said, it is getting released on December 6th, just in time for the holidays, just in time for that princess to add to your collection and make it fun. So definitely check it out. Elena of Avalar, ready to rule, hitting DVD on December 6th. And you can still catch this series every single week on Disney Junior and Disney HD. 
Now, sticking with the, uh, I guess, the movies and television platform, how about Sam Mendes is in talks to direct Disney's live action, James and the Giant Peach. Yes, Sam Mendes is in early negotiations with Disney to direct the live action version of James and the Giant Peach. Now, the original book, which was published in 1961, centered on James Trotter, who lives in England with his loving parents until his parents are killed by rhinoceroses. Yes, he's taken in by his two cruel aunts, and he leaves several years later thanks to an old man giving him crocodile tongues, which produce a massive single peach, which contains human-like insects who befriend James. Now, in 1996, as we all know through the Disney Company, a film which was a combination of live-action and stop-motion animation generated $29 million at the box office. And Tim Burton was producer on this with Paul Terry starring as James and Joanna Lumley and Miriam Margulies as the ants. Now, Mendes directed the last two James Bond movies in 2012 Skyfall and 2015 Spectre. Now, other credits also include Road to Perdition, Revolutionary Road, as well as American Beauty. Now, he is excited to direct this as a live-action film, and James and the Giant Peach is the latest in a growing number of live-action titles based on Disney animated films, including Maleficent, Cinderella, and The Jungle Book that they are developing as live-action films, including the upcoming The Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast, as well as Cruella. Now, Mendes is in the early stages of making this happen, but I think it could make for something very fun, unique, and fanciful. And getting back to Disney, releasing, you know, so many different live-action movies, the first look at Lumiere, Cogsworth, and Gaston's Tavern in Disney's live-action Beauty and the Beast are now online. That's right, officially released this week. Now they have our official first looks at Lumiere, Cogsworth, and Gaston. Now we all know Ewan McGregor is playing Lumiere, as well as Ian McKellen playing Cogsworth in Disney's live-action remake of Beauty and the Beast, as we all know Emma Watson is playing Belle. Now thanks to Slash Film, for the scoop, you can see Lumiere, Cogsworth, as well as the inside of Gaston's Tavern and the back of Gaston. Now these are the first real images that got released. Not too long ago they did release a teaser trailer which really didn't show us anything. It was pointless, it made no sense at all. I mean, it really was a pointless trailer. It had some, uh, you know, voiceover work and showed a rose in a case. Really didn't make much sense. But now we can see it, I think it's shaping up, it does look unique, it does look interesting, and I will say I wasn't too excited for it at first, but seeing these images, seeing them appear online, I am a little more excited for the Beauty and the Beast upcoming. Now, moving from the screens, let's get back to the parks here. And how about the Main Street Electrical Parade? Now, you may have remembered, you know, a week or two ago, I did talk about how the Main Street Electrical Parade is going to be leaving the Disney parks. Yes, the Main Street Electrical Parade is ending on October 9th, and the parade is going to move to Disneyland for a limited run. But if you can't make it to the Disney parks, you really want to relive this classic parade one last time, you can do it. Yes, this weekend on August 28th. Yes, on August 28th, as part of the Disney Parks Live series, the parade is going to be streamed live through the Disney Parks blog beginning at 8.55 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So now if you were sad, you didn't think you were going to be able to check out the Main Street Electrical Parade that one last time before it leaves the Magic Kingdom and heads on over to Disneyland, you can check out the Main Street Electrical Parade one very last time at 8.55 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, courtesy of the Disney Parks blog. So now you want to check it out this weekend, coming up on Sunday. Check it out, get that video, get it ready, and relive those 
childlike memories, those childlike moments, and uh, the excitement of the Main Street Electrical Parade. Now, since we are talking about the parks, let's stay at the Walt Disney World Resort. And how about River Country? Now, you all know my love for River Country and how much I really love going there as a child. And, and we all know the, you know, wonderful pictures of the abandoned River Country. But now, how about Walt Disney World is draining and filling the pool of its long-closed River Country water park? Yes, the Orlando Sentinel has reported that the 33,000-gallon upstream plunge was a major attraction at the water park, which opened in 1976. Fantastic year. I'm not saying I'm biased since that was the year I was born, but fantastic year. Now, it did close in 2002 after Disney's newer water parks, Blizzard Beach and Typhoon Lagoon, became more popular. Now, the pool is surrounded by man-made boulders with jumping and diving platforms, and Disney said it has no immediate plans to tear down any other parts of the park. Now, the reason why they are filling the pool and draining it is because standing water can attract mosquitoes. And lately, with the Zika virus, everyone is definitely worried. And Disney doesn't want to have, you know, a big pool of mosquitoes that are building up in the area. So they are going to drain it, seal it up, and get it gone. Now, I think that River Country should have been reborn. I think they should have reopened it, and everybody would have loved it. But now it is officially the nail in the coffin. They're draining the pools and uh, sealing them all up to keep the Zika virus away from everything. So all of you D-heads, with that said, I'm going to leave the reins here with news. A lot more things on the horizon as we're going to camp with heavyweights. We're also going to, you know, hit the ice with the Mighty Ducks, go into the space with the Guardians of the Galaxy, as we have none other than Aaron Schwartz stopping in here very soon. And let's not forget, you have the questions, he has the answers, and Aaron is going to answer all your questions in I Want to Know. We have Nathan giving you just what happened this week in Disney history, as well as Cody, who's taking that stroll on the Hollywood Walk. And we have magic for your ears later on in the show, as we have Paige with a magical music review. So all of you D-heads, before I release the reins here to the D-team and head on off and get ready for Aaron Schwartz to be stopping in here, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Mickey's Travel. And Mickey's Travel has been in business since 1994. They're a 100% no-fee free agency. They're going to help you plan, book, and prepare and make the most magical vacation that you could possibly have with your family, your friends, and your loved ones. And just by mentioning that you heard about them here at Diz Radio, they are going to hook you up. From lanyards, autograph books, and so much more, they're going to add that magic just by mentioning that you heard about them here at Diz Radio. So definitely check them out, mickeystravel.com, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you D-Ads, with that said, I'm going to release the reins here to the D-Team. We have lots of fun things on the horizon, and the next time you hear me, I'm going to have none other than Aaron Schwartz from Heavyweights, The Mighty Ducks, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, as well as Gossip Girl and more stopping in here at the show. So let's release the reins to the D-Team. Let's press on for show number 156 for the week of August 25th, 2016. And how about heading back to a little bit of camp fun? Welcome, guests of nature, to the Little Ranger Nature Camp. We'll get along just fine. Now, here are forms to sign. Have you had chicken pox or mumps or ever had a stomach cramp? Inflate your lungs. Let's see your tongue. Say ah. Fine, fine. Is your clothing plainly marked? And did you bring a brush and comb? You should have left that bubble gum at home. Now let's all write a postcard and be sure it has a stamp. But make it clear you love it here at Little Ranger Nature Camp. Now here's your mop. 
Here's your broom. Clean every corner of your room. Stow your gear. Move your trunks. On the double, make your bunks. Pack your knapsacks. Look alert. Sew those emblems on your shirt. Ow! First aid kits are on the shelf. You must learn what to do if you hurt yourself. Fall out in uniform, everyone. Say, aren't we having loads of fun? <laughs> Now for our first activity. We're off upon a nature hike with miracles of life to see. Perhaps we may unfold some secrets that they hold. We'll learn their nomenclature as we study every bird and tree. Examine weeds with fluffy seeds and squirrels that can fly. My! We'll see spiders spin their webs. We'll listen to a bullfrog crawl while carefully avoiding poison. Oh! No joke. And if you're filled with wonder, as in nature's world we tramp, well, we encourage questions at the Little Ranger Nature Camp. Have you seen beavers hard at work? Or ever watched an otter slide? And do you know how beehives look inside? Uh -uh. Then let's explore all forms of life wherever they appear. Now first, we'll take up insects. And we might as well begin right here. Hey, who wants to be on TV, huh? That's Kenny the cameraman. Hey there, Kenny. If all goes according to plan, we're going to turn this summer into the number one weight loss infomercial in the country. You're kidding. Kids, at age 12, I weighed 319 pounds. I had bad skin, low self-esteem, and no self-respect. Now, I eat success for breakfast with skim milk. Pounds are going to fly, and fat is... Out of here, mister! And we are gonna do it together! Oh my god. Hey guys, this is Ryan Lambert from Monster Squad and Kids Incorporated, and you're listening to Disney On Demand.
you have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know. Hey, D-Heads. This is Aaron, and I'm back with another installment of I Want to Know. Well, school is back in session for the Carpenter family. Eli's had a new school this year since he started middle school. Where has the time gone? We had a great summer, and I hope all you D-Heads had a great summer, too. Well, let's get back into the saddle, reach into that virtual mailbag, and see what questions we have for this week. Our first question is from Don Winter from Utah, and she writes, Diz Radio, question for Aaron of the team. Love the show. My question for you is concerning Disney Sport Shorts with Goofy. How many were produced, if there is a way to answer that? What is your favorite one? And didn't Goofy have one at Epcot at one time that played by Body Wars? Thank you, Diz Radio, and love the podcast. Well, I've always loved the Goofy Shorts. It is some of my favorite cartoons. The sports shorts include The Art of Skiing and The Art of Self-Defense in 1941, How to Play Baseball, The Olympic Champ, How to Swim and How to Fish in 1942, How to Be a Sailor, how to play golf and how to play football in 1944, hockey homicide in 1945, double dribble in 1946, tennis racket and goofy gymnastics in 1949, how to ride a horse in 1950, and aquamania in 1961. I believe that is all of them, and a few might be up for debate on whether they're all technically sports. But the one thing I know is that they are all hilarious. My favorite has always been how to play football, but like I said, I love them all. And as far as Goofy at Epcot, you're remembering Goofy About Health that was in the Wonders of Life Pavilion. It ran from 1989 to the pavilion permanently closed after the 2006 Christmas season. An interesting fact? Goofy About Health included footage from 25 different films and cartoons. Well, our next question is from Jason from New Mexico, and he writes, Aaron, question for you to answer on the podcast. I don't get to the parks often, as I am a younger D-head, as you call us, but I love the parks. My latest love is collecting all of the records from the parks. Not the CDs, records, since my dad has a record player. Is there any of the park LPs you would recommend purchasing? And any attraction LPs I may not know of aside from the Haunted Mansion? Thank you again. Well, LPs are definitely making a comeback, and I'm for one am glad to see it. Here is a list of all the park LPs I could find. A Musical Souvenir of America on Parade in 1975 is from the attraction America on Parade. A musical souvenir of Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom from 1973, which has music you would have heard in the parks during that time period. Mansanto Presents Miracles from Molecules in 1968, which is from the attraction Adventure Through Inner Space that was in Tomorrowland at Disneyland. America Sings in 1974 from the attraction by the same name that featured Burl Ives as Sam the Eagle. The Walt Disney Character Parade from 1974, Country Bear Jamboree from 1972, Date Night at Disneyland from 1958, 
that was an event that took place on Friday and Saturday nights during the summer. A Day at Disneyland from 1957, the Disneyland Band in 1969 that featured music from the Magic Kingdom Band and the Dapper Dance. The official album of Disneyland Walt Disney World released in 1980 and another release in 1988. Donald Duck and His Friends in 1955, Walt Disney World's Electrical Water Parade in 1973, Walt Disney Presents the Enchanted Tiki Room from 1968 that also features music from the Jungle Cruise, songs from Walt Disney's The Enchanted Tiki Room in 1968, the official album of Walt Disney World Epcot Center in 1983, Walt Disney Takes You to Frontierland from 1956, Walt Disney Songs of Frontierland, Walt Disney World The Hall of Presidents in 1972, The Story and Song from the Haunted Mansion in 1969, Walt Disney Presents the Haunted Mansion in 1970, The Kids of the Kingdom in 1968 from the attraction of the same name in Disneyland, then Kids of the Kingdom show album number one in 1976, Walt Disney World's Main Street Electrical Parade in 1977, still one of my favorites, New Year's Eve at Disneyland released in 1967, Walt Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean from 1968, that'd be another great album. Walt Disney Takes You to Disneyland in 1956. Walt Disney's Songs of Tomorrowland. Videopolis from 1985. And Voices of Liberty from 1984. Walt Disney Presents Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln from 1968. And Walt Disney Presents It's a Small World in 1965. Well, it's a long list. There's some great albums on it. My favorite besides the Haunted Mansion album is the Country Bear Jamboree. It's a must-own. Boy, I love those bears. Well, our final question this week is from Sammy of Atlanta, Georgia, and he writes, Diz Radio? In Disney's Heavyweights, was it a real camp? And is it on Blu-ray anywhere? And yes, another. And was there a soundtrack or score released for it? Thank you from the South. Well, Heavyweights was released in 1995, and it's about a group of kids that are sent to a fat camp that is taken over by a fitness guru played by Ben Stiller. The kids revolt against him, and it leads to some hilarious situations. The movie was filmed at two different camps in North Carolina, Camp Tunawanda and Camp Pinnacle in Hendersonville, North Carolina. The movie was released on Blu-ray in December of 2012, but unfortunately there was never an official release of the soundtrack. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless. Imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads, and glad to be back. The time has come, the walrus said, to talk of other things. Of shoes and ships and sealing wax, of cabbages and kings, and why the sea is boiling hot, and whether pigs have wings. 
today. So I'm gonna let you get your side vanilla booty out of here before we be using your eyeballs as hockey pucks. Thanks, bro. But I'm not going home till I take care of business. District 5 Pee Wee Hockey Team. I'm Gordon Bombay. I'm the new coach. Afraid so, dude. Got the roster right here. Averman, Dave, Conway, Charlie, Paul, Terry. Now here's the long and the short of it. I hate hockey and I don't like kids. It was supposed to be a pep talk. Look, I'm sure this will be a real bonding experience. And maybe one day, one of you will even write a book about it in jail. Funny. Is there a goalie? Uh, only for a little while. I'm uh, moving back to Philly. Thank you for sharing that. No problem. All right, get out on the ice. Let me see what you can do. Uh, just so you know, you really suck. Hey, I'll decide who sucks around here. Oh, 
Hi again, D-Heads. Welcome to another installment of This Week in Disney History. I'm Nathan, ready to take you through another segment's worth of historical Disney facts and potential trivia. So with that said, let's begin. Kicking off this week, let's begin with this week's quote coming from our Uncle Walt himself again. I'm just very curious. Gotta find out what makes things tick. And I've always liked working with my hands. My father was a carpenter. I even apprenticed to my own machine shop here and learned the trade. Since my outlook and attitudes are ingrained throughout our organization, all our people have this curiosity. It keeps us moving forward, exploring, experimenting, opening new doors. Now moving on, it's Diz Radio throwback time for this week in Diz Radio history with show number 83 from August of 2014, featuring Kristen Farrelly from Little Bear fame as the voice of Little Bear, as well as the Road to Avonlea series. Check it out and jump back with us today. Now, starting out this week in Disney history, we're going to go to 1920, when in London, Daphne Milne, who is the wife of writer A.A. Milne, gives birth to their son at 8 a.m. The couple names him Christopher Robin, and the rest is history. In 1923, Walt Disney, now residing in California, wrote a letter to film distributor M.J. Winkler of New York informing her that he is no longer connected with Laughagram Films in Kansas City, Missouri. Walt wrote that, quote-unquote, I am establishing a studio in Los Angeles for the purpose of producing the new and novel series of cartoons I have previously written to you about. And of course, Walt is referring to the series which will eventually be called The Alice Comedies. In 1989, in Florida, the Ewok Village opened at the entrance to the Star Tours attraction at the Disney MGM Studios theme park. And also in 89, Lucas-related, the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular attraction is officially dedicated at the Disney MGM Studios in Florida. It's the first theme park attraction to use a computer-based show control system in conjunction with the programmable logic controller system to trigger, control, and sequence complex live events in real time. In translation, it makes for an amazing show. <laughs> In 1995, the People Mover, sponsored by Goodyear, closes at Disneyland. It had been running since July of 1967, and the People Mover will be replaced by a faster new attraction eventually called Rocket Rods on May 22, 1998. In 2000, Disney legend Carl Barks, the cartoonist who infamously drew Donald Duck comic books for three decades, passes away at the age of 99 in his home in Grants Pass, Oregon. In 2004, Marceline, Missouri honors the memory of Walt with a ceremony renaming the Marceline Post Office as the Walt Disney Post Office Building. In 2006, Disney's live-action feature Invincible, based on real-life football hero Vince Papal, starring Mark Wahlberg and Greg Kinnear, opens in theaters. In 2007, the Muppet Mobile Lab, featuring robotic puppets Dr. Bunsen Honeydew and his able assistant Beaker, riding a two-wheeled rocket ship, interact with guests at Epcot. In 2008, The Little Mermaid, Ariel's Beginning, is officially released on DVD. And in 2013, the Walt Disney Imagineers, who are in the midst of putting finishing touches on Princess Fairytale Hall and New Fantasyland at Florida's Magic Kingdom Park, reach a milestone when they add the attraction's marquee. And we're going to end this week in Disney History D-Heads with quite a few birthdays around the Disney company. A lot of big-name people. We are starting out our birthdays this week with actor and singer Drew Sarich, 
being born in St. Louis, Missouri, who was the star playing as Quasimodo in a Hunchback production in Berlin, Germany for over 500 performances. Moving on to actress Jennifer Lien, who played Vitani as an adult in The Lion King 2, Simba's Pride, and also Kess on Star Trek Voyager for all you Star Trek fans out there. Moving on to talented singer and composer Louis Prima, who lent his voice to King Louis in The Jungle Book, being born in New Orleans. 007 himself and Michael McBride of Darby O'Gill fame, actor Sean Connery is born. Disney legend Regis Philbin is born. Famed filmmaker and writer Tim Burton of many Disney-affiliated movies is born in Burbank, California. Pee-wee Herman and Star Tours pilot Rex extraordinaire Paul Rubens is born. And we're going to end the birthdays this week with Roger Rabbit himself, Charles Fleischer, being born in Washington, D.C. Well, D-Heads, that's all again for this week in Disney history. Hope you enjoyed and learned something new maybe you didn't know. Feel free, as always, to email me at nathan at dizradio.com. I'd love to get some emails and reply back to you guys. And as always, guys, have a great week, and see you real soon. the voice of Little Bear and uh, from the series Road to Avonlea, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. From Walt Disney Pictures, he's a hotshot attorney who's never lost. Yes. Forced to coach a hockey team that's never won. Keep swinging, maybe I'll give him a cold. He'll try to teach them how to win. You think losing is funny? Well, men at first, but once you get the hang of it. And they'll teach him. Get off the roof, you little monkey. That winning isn't everything. Let's have fun out there. Walt Disney Pictures presents Emilio Estevez. Are we ducks or what? The Mighty Ducks. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Let's start those projectors and look at this week's Hollywood Walk. everyone it's that time again we are back in action again here at Diz Radio and this week's special guest as I'm sure you have heard already is none other than Aaron Schwartz who was part of probably my favorite Disney movie well, probably just favorite movie in general during my youth the Mighty Ducks the original Mighty Ducks not D2 not D3 we're talking the original here Aaron played a uh, carp in the Mighty Ducks movie 
and I thought he was just uh, fantastic in that. I loved his character. So why don't we get to know Aaron just a little bit better here before he meets up with Jonathan in just a few short minutes here. He was born January 4th in 1981, just a couple years older than yours truly here in uh, New York City, New York. He started off his acting career in, as Ed mentioned, The Mighty Ducks, and that was back in 1992. After The Mighty Ducks, he had a recurring role on The Adventures of Pete and Pete as Clem. He did that for eight episodes, so he was part of the show from 1993 to 1994, after which he starred as Gerald Garner in the 1995 Disney film Heavyweights, another fun, fun family flick. And uh, I got to tell you, though, when they're on those the slide pads, I thought he would be maybe just a little bit better considering he was on the Mighty Ducks. And the inspiration for that um, that slide pad actually came from like hockey it's kind of like a lot of hockey motion to do it it's actually neat i've actually used one once when i needed some physical therapy on my achilles tendon they're they're really neat it's it's kind of like just sliding across on ice um so that's kind of fun so i thought that was kind of funny that uh, of course all these kids and a couple other characters from heavyweights as you probably noticed were in the mighty ducks as well and it was just kind of funny that you know all these guys played hockey and in the disney movies and here they are they gotta they gotta act like they can't they can't handle this little slide pad here so uh that's probably my favorite moment in heavyweights there after that he kind of he kind of quit acting for a little bit got back into it in 2009 where he was in the guiding light as dr mansfield he was in chasing dorota it's a 2009 tv series as Vanya, which was a spin-off off of uh, Gossip Girl, which he did for a while as well. Um, but he also, in 2010, made appearances in Law & Order. He was a Bomb Squad cop in one of those. He was in Third Down, which was a 2011 short. He was in Suits. It was a 2011 series. Also just made a brief appearance in there. He made a short called Stray in 2011. Evil in 2011. More shorts. In 2012, he was in Made in Jersey, made an appearance. And then as mentioned, that spinoff of Chasing Dorota. Originally, he was cast in Gossip Girl, which he appeared in as a recurring role for 15 episodes 2009 to 2012 as the doorman Vanya. So it's kind of neat that he was in there. I know my wife was <laughs> is huge into uh, the Gossip Girl uh, series right there. Me? Eh, not so much. It's not really my thing, but uh, it's kind of neat that good old Carp is in there. In 2013, he made an appearance in The Originals and Elementary. In 2016, he's done a couple of short films, When It Burns and Dangerous Love. He also in 2016 made a TV series or was I'm sorry he was part of a TV series called Blessed where he plays Aaron in one episode and a lot of people are going to be really excited to hear this I know everyone's big into Marvel here we're all big Disney fans so we got some Marvel stuff we got going on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is coming out in 2017 and he is actually in it playing young ego so when you're watching it keep an eye out for carp and i gotta tell you if you haven't really followed up on aaron you know in 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 a while 
He doesn't look like the carp we all know and love from the 1992 film The Mighty Ducks. He's, he's growing up quite a bit. Looks like he's doing very well. It's exciting to see him back in action here. So, you know, I remember watching The Mighty Ducks, as mentioned, it was my favorite show as a kid. I was huge into hockey. Um, you know, I was young, and it was just a, a fun, funny movie for, you know, a kid my age. You know, I had the roller blades, and I just blade around town and, you know, take the net out with the street ball and just have a have a ball with it you know have a blast outside and carp was he was definitely one of my favorite characters when he gets hit in the head with the puck um that, that scene always brings a smile to my face and usually makes me uh, laugh out loud just thinking about because it, it was just so funny i mean you got the puck dent in the helmet they're taking it off he's mumbling he doesn't want to go to school today and you know peter's remarks about the, oh he wouldn't know how many fingers you were holding up anyways it just it gets me every time and uh it, it it's funny that during filming he actually was hit in the head with a rubber puck so it's kind of funny um that uh you know where where it was staged it actually kind of happened as well and just some of the things carp how he acted in that movie was just he was oh what was it you could tell he kind of liked hockey but it was like eh you know i'm I'm just here for you know but he had fun with it he was he was the funny serious type i guess is the best way to describe how i saw carp at least and maybe Maybe I'm way off, but that's kind of how I saw him because you had your goof-offs, you know, Averman and everything like that. And you had your Charlie Conway, who was a serious, and, you know, Adam Banks, you know, they're all, they're in it for the for the long haul. And Carp was just like, yeah, you know, I'm here, let's do it, and that's about it. Let's um, get this thing done. And, you know, he did need some work on the soft hands there with the egg, that's for sure. But it uh, looks like he got the hang of that after a while. So, I mean, that's my favorite Aaron Schwartz memory, I guess, if you will, uh, playing Carp that I really enjoyed as a child. And I still still do to this day i still pop it in every now and then for for my kid if he's feeling in a hockey mood so it's it's kind of funny that way um but anyways that's what i have on aaron our guest this week and like i said guardians of the galaxy volume 2 in 2017 so be sure to go out and check that out and look for aaron as young ego it's exciting that he's back in action and it'll be very interesting to see where his career takes him from here and i hope to see a lot more of him that's gonna do it for me this week d heads i hope you all have a great week ahead of you. Remember, if you have any questions or comments, you can email me at Cody, C-O-D-Y, at DizRadio.com and get ready because Aaron Schwartz is coming up with Jonathan right after this. Have a good one, D-Heads. Camera, action! 
It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues Disney On Demand. And as we continue to bring you all the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, many times those are ones that you've grown up with, people that you've seen in and out of films. They really touched your hearts as a child or ones that you've passed on to your children as well. And with us here this week is somebody that you know from a variety of different Disney films as well, including The Mighty Ducks and Heavyweights, as well as being on such shows like The Adventures of Pete and Pete, Gossip Girl, and the upcoming Guardians of the Galaxy 2. We have none other than Aaron Schwartz here. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, it is our pleasure having you on. I mean, you know, your films are ones that, I guess, uh, you know, when you think of Disney live-action movies in the 90s, you were part of two of the biggest hits right there. But before we jump into that, what led you down that road of acting? That's a question I love to tackle with everybody right away. Well, it's it's a it's an interesting story. I was actually six years old. I wasn't like your typical child actor who would kind of just you know the mom puts them into commercials when they're three, and then all of a sudden they're you know acting. So I, I was six. I saw my brother do a play, um, and fell in love with it immediately. I immediately thought this is what I want to do with my life, um, and then just it just kept on happening. I was six, seven, eight. I say that when I was nine is when I got an agency. And then I booked one in my last uh, last couple months of my 10th year, I booked uh, The Mighty Ducks. You know, and with that, too, like you said, it's something that, you, you know, you really liked. You didn't just get pushed into it. And, of course, The Mighty Ducks. We've had a variety of people from The Ducks here on the show. You know, we love it. Uh, I guess, you know, with playing Carp on that film, were you surprised at how popular that film ended up being? And, I guess, how did you land that role? You know, I... Near the end of the shoot, I kind of knew that something magical was happening there. I didn't know exactly what was going to happen. That was my first film. Um, but when I started shooting, I literally had I had absolutely no idea. You know, first of all, I'd never done a film, so I didn't even know if this was like, you know, great or not. And they called it the Lucky Ducks, and the way everything was kind of cast it seemed very like fluid and natural. And I I just didn't think it was going to be this huge hit, but it became this uh, huge cult classic, and I. I'm very grateful for it. Well, you know, and with that, like you said, it is this huge cult classic. Everybody loves it. I mean, so much so, even my six-year-old son, you know, loves wearing a Mighty Ducks jersey. Even Get out. That's great. It, so it, it's, it's becoming timeless. I love that. Right. It is one of those Disney films. It is timeless. You know, I mean, when he's wearing a Ducks jersey, you know you've made it in a Disney live-action film. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Disney live-action film especially because I feel like they're they're – far and few between now. I know Disney does stuff with Marvel and stuff like that, but I mean, the type of live-action films that they had back in the day, you know, the, the fairy tale films or, the, you know, you know, like, like Mighty Ducks or, you know, Heavyweights or the, all, all of those are just, it was just incredible. It was an incredible time. And I'm glad that it's, well, uh, definitely. it's become timeless. Well, you know, and with that too, and being timeless, you know, working on the Mighty Ducks, uh, you know, it has so many great one-liners, whatnot. You know, like I said, it's been passed on to generations. Now, filming that uh, that movie, is there any one scene or one moment that, you know, to this day you look back and you're like, man, that was one great romp? Yeah, well, there's a lot. That movie is, the guy, the writer of Stephen Brill was just, um, and he was just a genius the way he wrote uh, some of these quick one-liners, and they were just, and they were also for all audiences. You know, they, you know, the adults uh, listened to them and they cracked up, and the kids listened to them, and it was one of those things that just hit you. I'm say like for me, I mean, the whole touching my head and like how many fingers are you holding up? You wouldn't know that anyway. That whole thing was that's become timeless. I hear a lot of fans still uh, quoting that that scene. And um, my favorite is 
definitely has nothing. I'm not even part of it. It's Goldberg the goalie when he's um when he's tied up to the to the to the post and he's getting pucks just thrown at him. I love that scene. I still watch that scene and crack. I just actually saw it not too long ago with Sean White play the goalie, and I was on the floor. He's like, "Come on, coach!" He's screaming at the coach. "Come on, untie me now. This is funny." I just thought those little uh, those little gags were pretty great. Well, you know, and with that too, you know, with uh, I guess an ensemble cast of young actors and actresses, were you guys just you know playing, having a lot of hijinks on and off the set, and really bonding over all this time as well? Oh my God, yes. So it became. I mean, I'm still very close with a lot of the people, and if, if I haven't been close with them over the years, we talk, and it's like the, it's like we just spoke yesterday. It was, it was, it was, it really became a family. It, took longer to film than an average, you know, a Disney film or any other film. It was almost, I'd say it was almost five months, about four and a half months of filming. There was a month and a half about of, of uh, hockey practice, and we all said we knew how to play hockey, knew how to ice skate, but all of us, all of us lied. We just wanted to get in the movie. And uh, so they did, uh, they, they flew us out a, a month earlier and taught us how to play hockey. So we were there together for a long time, and we created really, you know, tight, knit relationships with each other and it was it was really a family we all we all drove together in one big van called the ducks van and it took us everywhere and it was yeah at the end of that shoot everybody was in tears it was uh it was definitely it is definitely relationships that everybody still has today well you know and with that too like you said it's you could tell you know during the filming watching this film that everybody seemed to have this bond and this like close-knit thing and you know like you said before the film has now become timeless. I mean, you know, so many times you hear people out there, you know, flying V, let's get in formation. It's so many great one-liners. <laughs> yes, uh, the flying V is, yeah, it's, it's something that people, you know, even some of the actual Mighty Duck players now, Anaheim Ducks, they use the flying V. And Yo-Yo tweeted something at them not too long ago about the flying V. So, you know, it's definitely, definitely been a, uh, definitely been timeless <laughs> well you know and with the mighty ducks you know moving on from that of course and you know you were on the adventures of pete and pete another huge show you know for nickelodeon and then of course heavyweights which you know to me i love that film there's something about Perkis power and so many other things i guess uh you know what was it like you know taking over and having a lead role in you know this golden age of uh you know disney live action fun family you know comedies oh man i mean i look back on it and go did I did I do that? Did I was was that me doing that? Because I mean, honestly, it was it's a daunting, uh, can be nerve wracking experience when you're like, okay, you're now a lead in a major Disney film, written by um, the guy who wrote the Ducks, and also co-written by one of the biggest comedians nowadays, and he was up and coming then, Judd Apatow. And you know, I would if somebody told me that now, I would you know, I'd uh, I need some oxygen very quickly but at the time I you know I took it on I uh and went for it I you know I was it was amazing my uh fervor when I was a kid I was just like you know take take projects on and just run with it go with it it was beautiful it was fun well, you know, and with it, too, you know, it has, you know, so many fun, campy little humor, uh, so many different things. You know, it is one of those true Disney, you know, just slapstick, fun comedy. Um, you know, what was it like, I got to ask, jumping on that giant blob in the middle of the lake? Ah, uh, the blob. Well, I couldn't tell you because I never jumped on it. I had a little mishap um, during the food fight scene that we had during Heavyweights. And I fractured my arm. I ended up slipping 
think I might have signed with like a piece of chick. I don't know what happened, but I ended up slipping and landed uh, wrong on my arm and ended up fracturing my left arm. And so I was unable to jump on that block, unfortunately. Which. <laughs> Which See, sucks because I really wanted to. Well, you know, I guess with that, though, you know, filming the food fight scene then, you know, before you hurt yourself, come on, that had to be fun. Was it Was it just a free one, two, three, go? It was just like, yeah, it was just like, okay, ready, speed, and then action. And then everybody was just, you know, we had we had places to run, but you know, everybody was having fun eating food. The food was real. We could eat whatever we wanted. We were running around, having a blast. I mean, it was, yeah. Both of those movies, the Ducks and, and Heavyweights, were both, like dreams come true for a little kid, especially a little portly kid. Definitely, definitely was a, it was a heaven for sure. Well, you know, and after doing those films, you know, when you're part of a Disney film, you know, you go out there, were you recognized everywhere you went and people recognize you instantly after these films? Yes. I mean, I, I think I remember Mighty Ducks. I, it's fun, funny as it is, I think I was recognized more for Mighty Ducks than I was for Heavyweights when it first came out. It became this big hit. Um, and then heavyweights, yeah, I did, I did start getting recognized. Like, there were, I think it was after like a month into heavyweights being released is when it really hit. And it was, you know, I would be waiting at a bus stop, you know, in, in Manhattan for the, for school. And all of a sudden I'm standing next to a poster of me, like holding up a hot dog. And I'd be like, oh my God, is this, and I look around and people would be staring at me coming up for autographs. So it was definitely a surreal experience for a 13, 14 year old to, uh, to have but it was great definitely got recognized a lot during that time and now not so much not for those i uh i look a little different now <laughs> well yeah i mean there's so many different things we're going to touch base on the rest of your career here one one last heavyweights question before we move on uh you know what was it like working alongside with you know many people that you know you've made friendships with and of course you know ben stiller and uh, all of those scenes, you know, that was well before he even took off in his career. I guess, do you look back at this as almost like a photo album and a time capsule, you know, into your life? Yeah, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's a surreal thing to look back on and go, oh, I did work with Jeffrey Tambor or, you know, Jeffrey Tambor from my father. And, it, and, you know, I did, you know, and Ben Stiller and Ben Stiller was phenomenal. Such a, such a great guy. Emilio Estevez definitely was one of my favorites as well. He's such like a kind hearted man. Um, yeah, and you go back and you look and you, you, you learn a lot. As a kid also, you really, I really learned a lot watching, you know, some of these people who've been in the business for a long time and some are who are just starting like Ben Stiller and seeing their work ethic and how I learned to work there. Like Ben Stiller was just solid. He would, you know, come in always on time, always on his mark, always memorized, always ready to ad lib. It was just, it was a phenomenal experience. Well, you know, and with that, you know, moving on from there, everybody's going to love Heavyweights, Mighty Ducks, Adventures of Pete and Pete, and of course, those nuggets that they've passed on to their children, much like myself, you know, they're watching the Mighty Ducks, they're watching Heavyweights, you know, it's the tail end of summer, why not have a summer camp movie? But, you know, like you said, that was ages ago, and there was a huge transformation, you know, uh, you know, going from, you know, a heavier set child, whatnot, to now physically fit and playing in roles on Gossip Girl and Guiding Light and Law and Order, I guess, what what really nailed that transformation where you're like, all right, I'm shifting gears here? Before I left the business, I was about 16, 17. Girls were definitely an issue, and I was in, you know, junior high and high school, and I met some, you know, meet some girls, and, you know, you know, nobody, I mean, being a nice, portly kid, is nothing's wrong with it, but I definitely wanted to lose weight for that reason. That was one of the reasons. And also, I thought, you know, I'm changing my look, and I have a feeling like, you know, that's not going to blow over 
well in the future. I don't I mean, I guess I kind of grew out of it, and at the same time, uh, I just started, you know, started getting a little vain, maybe, wanted to be a little healthier, and got into health. My father and mother were always very healthy people, so they helped me out with that. And then I left the business, and throughout that time, I maintained my health and would work out all the time. And when I got back into the business, when I was around 26, 27, I, uh, was, I looked completely different. Well, you know, and it's the kind of thing where it did pay off because, you know, you see what all the women out there are saying and, you know, I'm sure, you know, you have your own fan base out there. And, of course, being part of stuff like Gossip Girl and whatnot, I'm sure that that definitely uh, helped the drive then after that. It, it did. It definitely it definitely helped the drive. I mean, booking Gossip Girl was definitely a, a big step. I did a couple of things. I did some soap operas. I did Law & Order. But when I booked Gossip Girl... And it was for a character that was kind of much different than anything I've ever played before. I played a Russian doorman who was a little slapsticky, and you know, I always played it. I was in a lot of comedies, but I always played the straight man in the comedies. I never played kind of like comic relief. And so it was definitely a, it was a it was a 180 for me, but I enjoyed it, and it definitely opened up a lot of doors, and you know definitely changed the an audience's perspective on me, which is great. Well, definitely. You know, and, you know, flash forward now to, uh, you know, 2016, and you just got off, uh, you know, filming Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which I can expect to be a huge hit. Now, I'm sure you can't tell us too much, but what is it like being on the set of Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and what can we expect out of you? It was phenomenal. I really can't almost, I can almost say nothing, because, you know, James Gunn is <laughs> a genius. He's a genius with what he does, but he's also... You know, he wants things to be surprising, and you know, and it, who wants to spoil the fun of coming in there and going, "Oh, wow, I did not see that coming." And you know, it's hard when the fan base is so huge and everybody with their smartphones. And you know, I'll just say that it was a blast. I got to work with some extremely talented people. I got to work with extremely funny people, and uh, it was like something I've never experienced in my life before. Very big budget film. Uh, with a lot of great actors and a great actress for a reason. And uh, it was, I had a time in my life out there. Well, you know, hopefully, you know, is it one of those things where maybe if we play our cards right, we might actually see an action figure of you? Um, that, that would be, that would be nice. I don't know, I don't know if that's going to happen, but I mean, that would be fun. <laughs> I'd be the first one to buy it, too. I'd probably buy like 30 of them. I'd be one of those people. So put it all over my wall. <laughs> Now, were you one of the guys, uh, you know, out there, you know, you saw the first Guardians of the Galaxy and just loved it. So when it came time to, you know, be part of this sequel, you're like, all right, I definitely want in. I was obsessed with Guardians of the Galaxy when I loved it. I loved the way he took this idea of Guardians of the Galaxy, James Gunn, how he took the idea and he turned it into like the mixtape of, you know, the second one's called, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy mixtape volume two. Like it was just genius the way he set the whole thing up and then having Chris Pratt be the guy. To, I think I overheard a uh, a podcast with James Gunn, and he was talking about how Chris Pratt was hired and how he like that the net they didn't they weren't sure whether they wanted him for it, but he and he wasn't even sure. He's like, oh, this portly guy from Parks and Rec, I don't know. And then he comes in and he nails it. And I think that was the smartest thing to have him as uh, as a lead in Guardians. It was it was genius, and I loved it because I'm a Parks and Rec fan and. I saw that and I was I was floored by the way they took, you know, a, a a comic book movie and turned it into one of the most entertaining movies I've seen. Well, you know, and now with that as well too, now you're going to be part of this entire franchise that has such a huge fan base following, and I'm sure now you're gonna you know you're gonna hit up comic cons and whatnot, and people are gonna be like, you know, they know that universe and be like, oh, there he is, you know, that's a uh, young ego right there. That would be fun. 
That's what they. That's that's the. Uh, that's is that what they say on the IMDb? My name. Oh yes. Did it say Young Eagle? Ah, interesting. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not even going to comment on that. I'm just going to say nice. Let's let's <laughs> hope it's fun. Let's yeah. See, you got to love these non-disclosures. So many times. Oh I'm, man, I'm I, don't, I love them, and I'm also I'm also shaking in my boots. <laughs> So yeah, those things are they are they are serious. Now with that too, you know, coming up with uh, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, that's in post production, coming out next year. Now you're also working on a variety of other things, going all the way back to your Mighty Ducks days with Sean Weiss as well. Can you let us in a little bit more about that? Yes, I'm actually at the table read right now. Um, yeah, so it's a show uh, being developed. Um, and we're shooting tomorrow our first uh, episode. Uh, it's Drew Gallagher is, uh, one of the leads and the director and director of the show. And it's going to be starring Sean Weiss, who plays the goalie in the Mighty Ducks. And I'm also going to be a character in it. And we're going to be our pretty much this, it's the storyline is, uh, you know, Sean Weiss is coming back into the business and, you know, he's had a rough run at it and he's not doing great. And he comes back and it's, he, he ends up, um, getting hit by a car, and then an angel comes to him and says, you have one more chance to make it right on this earth. And it's about his journey, and it's uh, it's funny comedy. It's kind of like a Curb Your Enthusiasm meets Touched by an Angel. And uh, I'm going to be playing myself, who ends up becoming an agent. And Sean, uh, Sean, Sean Weiss is going to be playing himself, who's playing himself. And it's going to be... <laughs> going to be pretty hilarious, and anybody that fans are definitely going to want to see this. Well, definitely. You know, now, is this something that came about because you guys have stayed in contact all these years, or was it just one of those, like, chance, uh, you know, fate things that happened? It was a combination of both. It was definitely us staying in touch, uh, you know, helped, uh, you know, cultivate it. It was also one of those fate chance kind of things. You know, we had mutual friends, and they knew we were still friends, and they kind of, like, put two and two together, and some creative people decided to put something together and create a great idea, and I'm excited to get a part of it. I'm excited to explore and see see what happens with it. But it should be great. The show's called Blessed, and uh, I'm excited to to get it going. Definitely, you know, it sounds like it'll be a good time. You know, catching up, that kind of thing. And of course, you can't go wrong with uh, that. Uh, I guess Angel Second Chance kind of story because it can go into so many different directions comedically. Oh, it's great. It's it's like yeah, the the possibilities are so juicy, and there's so many so many ideas coming out, and they're already you know halfway through the second episode and already have ideas for the third and it should be it should be a pretty funny filled with a uh, comic com- com- comedy so for comedy i can't speak it's late <laughs> well you know we you know we know that you're busy you know you're at a table read already this evening taking time out of your schedule to chat with all of us i guess you know in wrapping up here with all of your fans out there from so many different generations whether that's the mighty ducks Heavyweights, Guardians of the Galaxy, Gossip Girl, or the upcoming Blessed. Yeah, I guess for all the fans out there, and of course all the women out there who are swooning over you, and anyone else out there, all of your fans, is there any final words you want to leave out there, I guess, from Aaron to them? Um, Stay real, stay in the moment, and uh, love each other. There you go. Words of wisdom from Aaron Schwartz. Well, well, Aaron, it was our pleasure having you stop in, take this time, chat with all of us, take a small trip down memory lane, and I'm sure we're going to be seeing a lot more of you in the upcoming years, as well as Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and Bless. So thanks once again for stopping in. Thanks for having me.
time to wake up, children. Good morning! Now, who wants to tell us the lesson we learned here? Don't put Twinkies on your pizza. No. I think what we learned here is something about personal responsibility. From now on, each of us is going to be in charge of their own diets. We all have to learn some self-control. Isn't that right? Tim? You got it. I'm ashamed of all of you. Come on. We got to get healthy for ourselves. We start respecting ourselves. No one can touch us. That's right. You heard me right. We're as good as anybody. And it's about time we started acting that way. We got to take control of ourselves before we take control of this camp. So who's with me, huh? Who wants to do this thing right? It's up to you.
Skip, skip around the room. <laughs> skip, skip, skip. John Morris, Andy from the Toy Story Trilogy, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. Hey there, D-Heads. Paige here with an all-new Magical Music Review. You all know that starting in January, I worked at the Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando, Florida as a participant of the Disney College Program. It was a dream come true, and I hope to return after I graduate this coming May. Now that I've returned to the Midwest to kind of start wrapping up summer as we all begin to return to school, I wanted to take this opportunity to share some of the music I experienced during my Disney College Program that will always hold a special place in my heart. 
Working at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge, one of the tasks in my role was to drive the shuttle van, bringing guests between our two buildings, Jumbo House and Kidani Village. In one of the vans, there was a Best of the Lion King CD playing in the CD player. On the CD, a track entitled Lea Halalea quickly became a favorite of mine. Released in 1995 on Rhythms of the Pride Lands, a sequel soundtrack to The Lion King, Lea Halalea shares a very familiar melody to the track entitled This Land on the film's soundtrack during the chorus. The piece is very hushed in dynamics, building in a crescendo near the end of the piece at the climax. A mixture of drums, cymbals, and string instruments make up the main instrumentation, joined by a flute-like instrument for a solo in the middle of the piece. Along with our featured singer, Ku'unue Sitol, there is a chorus that mixes with the instrumentation and adds texture throughout. Written by Hans Zimmer and Lembo M, who were both attached to the original film's music and arranged by Hans Zimmer and John Van Tongren, it fit perfectly to the mood of the resort, especially, in my opinion, as our van drove through the property and came upon one of the buildings just as the sun was setting. Star Tours opened in Disney MGM Studios, now Disney's Hollywood Studios. In 2011, Star Tours The Adventure Continues opened, welcoming guests to a brand new experience in the Star Wars universe. The music for the attraction was the original score from the film, as suggested by the film composer John Williams, along with unused passages from the films that Williams found along with his music editor. The Star Tours logo chimes that had become so well known was composed by Richard Bellis. The scores from the Star Wars films have become iconic and help continue to tell the stories of the Star Wars universe in the Star Tours adventures. An updated musical selection has yet to be released for The Adventure Continues, but on the most recent Walt Disney World Resort album, a track was made with the music from the original adventure and audio from everyone's favorite robot captain, Rex.
To wrap up my summer, I always love to end it with a viewing of one of Disney's fireworks spectaculars. Wishes, a magical gathering of Disney dreams, has been the fireworks show in the Magic Kingdom since 2003, when it took over for Fantasy in the Sky, which ran for 32 years prior. Wishes brings together some of the most powerful Disney dreams to remind us to wish on that star, to believe in our dreams. The show reminds us of the power of our dreams, and it brings some of the most beloved characters and songs in the Disney world together. I love this show because of this. I always watch it with my family, and that family continues to grow. The music of the show is a medley of many Disney favorites. The sections I've picked for this week is a bolt out of the blue and a wish triumphant, which ends the show. A full choir and a full orchestra bring together the finale with the lyrics from When You Wish Upon a Star, the first Disney song to win an Oscar. But just when things look bad, fate steps in to see you through. Well, I'll be. <laughs> it's the Blue Fairy. Remember, we must always believe in our wishes, for they are the magic in the world. Now, let's all put our hearts together and make a wish come true. Starlight, star bright, first star I see tonight. I wish I may, I wish I might, have the wish and wish tonight. We'll make a wish and do as dreamers do. They're shining deep down inside of you. Because that, my friends, is where the magic lives. my time is up for the week. I hope you've enjoyed this brief musical look into what I've been up to for the past seven months. Thank you to Dackle and Star Tours for an amazing experience, and thanks for sticking around for another magical music review and for coming back every week to Disney On Demand. If you have any music suggestions, questions, or comments, feel free to get in touch with me on the DYR Facebook page or at page at disradio.com. That's P-A-I-G-E at disradio.com. Enjoy those last days of summer, and until next time, D-Heads, see ya! Hey, D-Heads, you're listening to Disney On Demand, a new kind of Disney show, only on DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. 
Alright LVD heads, so I am back and I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It was a fun romp. I know school back in session, it's tough to let go of those summer memories, all that summertime fun and all those great things. But I want to extend a very special thank you once again to our very special guest Aaron Schwartz for stopping in here. Great live action Disney classics from an era that almost doesn't even exist anymore with Heavyweights, The Mighty Ducks, upcoming films like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, as well as Blessed and so much more. Thank you Aaron for stopping in, chatting with us, and really taking that trip down memory lane. We're going to be on the lookout for you for the upcoming Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Let's also thank the D-Team. Yes, without the D-Team, there would be nothing more than me rambling week in and week out. So I extend that very special thank you to the D-Team, the trustworthy team that helps bring these signature segments to you every single week of Aaron, Nathan, Cody, and Paige, who stopped in here this week to add that bit of magic for your ears. And most of all, I want to thank you, the D-Heads. Without you, there would be no show. Truly, honestly, there really would be no show. You are the reason we've been coming back at you for the last six years. Yes, 156 episodes, all kinds of fun, all kinds of magic, and it is because of you. We are honored and humbled to bring these guests from their lifetime of Disney and the magic in your ears every single week. So, all of you D-heads, with that out of the way... Next week, we have some more fun on the horizon. Yes, we're not slowing down as we jump into September already next week. But before I give you a clue as to who's going to be stopping in here next week, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand. First and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news feeds, our Lifetime of Disney player, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can also join our D-Wire Disney discussion group on Facebook as well. We can connect up with other Disney fans with posts, latest news blogs, and more right there on Facebook as well. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. All you got to do is search Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, Disney On Demand, or Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U, all of which are going to help you find our fun, unique, quirky little show. And if you need the magic right there in your ears as soon as it gets released, you're driving, you're working out, you want the show right away, all you got to do is go to iTunes and Stitcher Radio and get the show right there as it gets released instantly in your ears. All you got to do is search Disney Blue, Diz Radio, or Disney On Demand, and it is going to be right there. Subscribe, download it, and listen instantly. And you can find all these links and more on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. All right, all of you D-heads, now you know how to stay connected here. Next week, we're going into the realm of voice acting. We're going to go into the realm of somebody who has some great stories from some Disney sing-along songs, mainly at the Animal Kingdom, as well as being friends with Invader Zim, and maybe some Disney Infinity quirks, and much more. I'm going to leave it at that. He's fun, he's wacky, and he also loves vintage toys. Stay tuned for who's going to be stopping in next week. So all of you DNs, with that said, as I always say every single week, slow down, take time, and never neglect family for business. And until next week, take those memories, take those moments, and look back at over the summer, whether that was with your family, your friends, vacations, camps, you name it. Just take those moments in, take this moment in time, catalog it in your memories, and always remember the magic. Until next week, all VD heads, have a fantastic weekend.
Can you remember back to a simpler time? Back to the watercolor days that still run through your mind. Oh, I remember just my old friend and me running through an open field the way it used to be. The feeling that our hearts could just take wings, we could live out all our dreams. The journey there was never far away, but like a dream come true. Still inside of you, the secret of tomorrow is to live your dreams today. Remember the night, remember the feeling, remember the magic in our lives. You opened up my eyes to a new. Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.